Hey guys, Carson Caden here. Today we got some interesting subjects. Let's talk about them. First up on the list is um, on this episode, we will be talking about coding and how to get started in the whole coding space. So uh, Carson, what do you what do you think? What do you recommend? Because I know you're a, you're a hobbyist programmer yourself. Yeah. So um, coding coding's complicated. So you need you need the the right equipment to do it, such as a computer or something. You could simply just go on the internet and find like tutorials and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, how would what, what programming language would you recommend to start out with? Because I know I know me and you are both pretty fluent in CSS and HTML for web development. Yeah. But you know, for example, if you want to do games or stuff, I know that C++ is a good option. Yeah. C Sharp, um, JavaScript. So that's what Minecraft is written in, in Java. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. And uh, what what question? In order to do this for a living, what would you say um, you need to go to school for if you want to build a career out of this? I'm not sure. I haven't looked into this much myself. Because um, I think you need like to get a degree in computer science. Yeah, but like as like as far as education goes you can just most schools have started um like having starting to have coding classes and stuff i mean most of them are beginning beginner level yeah like blocks blocking block code yeah scratch game lab kodu that kind of stuff yeah yeah um yeah i think so too i think um I think a good college to go to would be Caltech. I mean, it's really expensive, but it is a great technology school. Uh, so, and you know, how can you use programming in the real world, do you think? I feel like, uh, you know, I think programming is a great skill because if you need to build a website, you can, you can do that. Look up, you know, learn a couple languages or, you know, and you could build a website or a web service or you could yeah, even you can make a living out of it or you could you know you could learn like swift or something for apple and you can develop iphone apps you know it's very versatile i mean and you can use it you know whenever or even if it's just like messing around on google chrome and, like tricking your friends into thinking you know how to hack and like <laughs> doing the inspect command but simply it's just um people think that like maybe 10 15 20 years from now that coding in computer science would be in the core classes next to english like math science and social studies that kind of stuff because i know we're in desperate need i know the world is in desperate need of more programmers and just no one is getting into the no one is getting into the jobs because for one, I don't think it pays that well. I mean, it depends on, you know, where you are. I've heard, I've heard that it pays quite well. Yeah, really. I've, yeah. I've heard well, it like... Well, it depends on what job you have. Exactly. I think, like, the base minimum, like, the standard is, like, 80 grand, I think. That's not that bad. It's not that bad. But I feel like... Because coding is a lot of work, though. It feels like... I feel like you just get paid more, you know? Yeah. Uh, because you, know, you gotta learn the language, you gotta go back through hours and hours of code and make sure that everything is right. Yeah. 
and it's tedious. Yeah, and you gotta know what you're doing, and and most likely if you're a computer programmer, you enjoy your job because that's what you like to do. Because programming is as much as a hobby as a job. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so right here it says, um, the average computer programmer yearly salary in the United States is, um, is an average of 71000 not that bad. It's not that good, though. So we should start a petition to uh, raise money for all the programmers that have gone hungry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was the main topic for today. Now, it's time for some tech news. Tech news. Tech news. What do you have for us, Carson? Okay, so Windows is now almost 35 years old. Really? Yep. Oh, yeah, since uh, Windows 1.0 in 1985. Yep. Is that when it came out? Yep. But that's pretty old if you think about it. 35 years, that's pretty good. I know, and, and I think like I think it was like 20 of those years was where um, when Bill Gates was at the company. Um, you know, he was the one who introduced the, the Xbox to the world. You know, he worked relentlessly on the Windows projects. And it's held up well over time, you know. I know that most people probably thought that Windows was just another operating system that was going to get replaced by something new and greater, but Windows is still here, yep. along with uh, along with Mac OS too. It, it, um, it's crazy. It's crazy that you know it survived this this long. So I, I just it's crazy. Uh, you know, and the Macintosh debuted, actually, really, it's cool, it debuted in 1984, Whoa. with the first version of Mac OS. And then I'm guessing Microsoft dropped Windows to compete. Well, the first Mac actually ran Windows, like DOS. Really? Yeah. And then, um, and when Apple was going, almost going bankrupt uh, Bill Gates saved the company instead of the goodwill of his heart he saved Apple and so now they've brought us with the iPhone yay <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah there we go now um oh looks like okay first um looks like 30% of US and um 30% of US students are on the website code.org and apparently coding is going to be the new English. Carson, would you care to elaborate on this? Well, so... As we said earlier in the video, um, lots of people think coding will become a core class in the matter of the next 20 years, which is quite quite cool I mean, uh, i'd love to see wish, that happen. wish it happened in like our life i mean not our lifetime it will happen in our lifetime but yeah. i wish it happened while we're in like um young you know because coding is just it's so it's, it's so it's, fun and it's useful and <laughs> you know me and carson we, we're, we're geeks so we, we kind of have to say this but we enjoy coding. It's fun. It's, yeah. it's. I think it's just like the create. I think it's like 
think of it as like as for those people who don't understand you know why you would be interested in something like this it would i think i think of it as like you know an artist likes to paint paintings or do hand lettering or calligraphy or whatever and we like to create things with code you know there's nothing more satisfying than pouring your heart and soul into a into a, a project and then seeing it come to life and you just sit back yeah. and like wow it's, it's no different we than, made that it's no different than someone being interested in art or drawing it's just it's a form of art in my opinion i think it's it like too. music and even i guess you can can consider sports and art yeah exactly it you know it's and just it's just we're smarter than everyone else <laughs> just kidding <laughs> So Carson, it looks like up next, would you care to talk about the first microchip, the Intel processor? Well, yeah, see, this is a topic that interests me. Like, I like the evolution of like computer tech and stuff. But anyway, if you believe it or not, that the first Intel central processing unit, um, the Intel 4004, and the uh, central processing unit is the CPU. Yeah. Abbreviated. Um, released by Intel Corporation in 1971, it was the first uh, commercially available microprocessor by Intel. Really? 1971. That's awesome. It pretty much it just looks like um, a rock with like staples sticking out of it. Yeah, that's, that's how most computers were back in the day. Um, and one of um, Intel's founders, Mr. Moore, he had the um, observation that the number of transistors in a dense um, circuit, circuit doubles about every two years. So basically, what that means is every every two years, processors will be getting faster, and new architecture will be coming out, and we'll get to the point where processors are like one nanometer dimensions and will be powering you know rocket ships sending us to the moon yeah and unfortunately moore's law hasn't really held up today it started declining around 2010 ish when uh he passed away and most of um his uh his moore's law as they call it sort of fizzled out and dissolved so we no longer really go by this rule. It still exists. It's just companies really do not follow it. Sadly, unfortunately. Yeah. And now, all right, Carson. Guess what? Uh, guess what time it is? Tech tips. Time. Tech tips. All right. So for the Apple side of things, there's a feature called AirPlay. And now AirPlay can be used for a number of different things. But most, but basically, you can cast your screen to an Apple TV device, and you can mirror your screen. So let's say you're playing a game with friends or watching a football game, you can stream it to your TV and have everybody watch. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, okay. So on a similar note, for Android, they have a version of AirPlay called Chromecast. Chromecast, it does. It's the same thing and stuff. It's all wireless. Um, you just need a smart TV, most likely. Yeah. And uh, would you would you need to buy a Chromecast? Um. Or would you be able to do it? No, Chromecast most 
um, devices have it. Like if you're like just looking at something, like sometimes there's this little TV that comes up in the corner. Like if you click oh, on that. Oh yeah, yeah, go to YouTube video and there's like this little broadcasting TV. Yeah, that you can broadcast it straight to your smart TV. Oh, that's. Or like wirelessly um, employed that's, TV. That's that's great because you know you have to buy a you have to buy a two hundred dollar Apple TV. In order to use AirPlay. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if it works. I don't think it works with smart TVs. So yeah, we so. just we just have this um Toshiba flat screen Toshiba TV at our house, and like whenever you click the AirPlay button, the TV like just automatically switches to Chromecast. Yeah, yeah. As my, an input, my Samsung does that too. All right. Well, that's those tech tips, everybody. Now, here's Carson Hunter for. The memes. Meme talk. Meme talk. Alright, take it away, Carson. Okay, so... We've been seeing a lot of this specific meme. We actually found a meme this week. But there's a lot of AirPod memes. Have you ever... If you've seen the AirPod meme, it's the one where they... They're like, oh no, you can't hear... You can't... They can't hear us. They're wearing AirPods. But we've seen... A lot of this meme, haven't we, Kaylee? Yes, it is quite overused. Um, but to be honest, it's it's kind of funny, and you see, they they edit it in pretty good, and there's usually a picture, and like they show like a celebrity or someone wearing AirPods. Oh yes, I've I've seen one with the Titanic. So apparently, the whole uh, Titanic spot. So anyway. That was this week's episode. I hope everyone enjoyed. Like I said, we are, you know, we're still trying our best to get this thing off the ground. So bear with us if some things are a little jagged around the edges. You know, we're really excited to launch this. Yeah. And please, uh, please spread the word. Yeah, if you like it, please tell your friends or your family members about our podcast. And we're thankful for everyone who's listening. Yeah, thanks for watching listening to episode three. All right, see you guys.